weeks uh, looking at the wisdom literature of the Bible. Mostly we've been camped out in the book of, of Proverbs. We'll, we're going to get to Ecclesiastes and the book of Job and kind of do an overview of those incredible wisdom books as well. But we've been in Proverbs and we've been looking at the seven deadly sins. Hasn't this been fun, right? Over the last several weeks. I, uh, uh, Lisa and Carter and I, we were coming out of our Sandusky campus service last night and uh, somebody looked across the way and they're like, Todd, you're killing us with these sermons. And then they're like, and we love it. <laughs> Isn't it true? Like, you know, there's something about being confronted with the truth of God's word but when you're a follower of Jesus, you know that deep down inside, it's, it is for our good. It is for our spiritual growth. And so we've, been looked, we've looked at pride and anger and envy and gluttony. And today, sloth. Sloth. You know what a sloth is? It's actually a cute creature. <laughs> actually, every, every picture that I could find online of a sloth, they are smiling. I... I guess the slothful life is the happy life. Well, actually, it's just the opposite. We're going to discover that. And, um, did you know that, I mean, that they're always smiling. Did you know that they, they greatly uh, resemble the great Mona Lisa's smile? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and did you know also that the, the sloth's haircut, it resembles that of, of the Beatles? Like, look at them. There they are. <laughs> And then some in the room, like some of the young people in the room, are like, who are the Beatles? You know, you know their songs, you just don't know it's them, or you don't know what they look like because only you just listen to them. Uh, yeah, or maybe not listen to them. So, so uh, a few things that we learned uh, in researching a little bit about the sloth, because it's featured in the book of Proverbs, and we're going to talk about that in just a little while. Um, sloth is known as the slowest, one of the slowest mammal, mammals, known for their incredibly slow movement. They're considered uh, one of the slowest mammals, moving at a speed of about 0.03 mph. That's my 5K speed right there, you know, uh, getting into it. Um, they also uh, live a very, very sleepy lifestyle. Sloths are famous for long hours of sleep. They can sleep anywhere from 10 to 20 hours a day, depending on the species. Some of you are like, sounds like my teenage son, <laughs> right? <laughs> I remember those days. Man, I could just sleep forever. Actually, I could sleep, I could sleep in today. Uh, I didn't, but I, but I would have, could have, right? Uh, but, but sloths live a very sleepy, lazy lifestyle, and they're solitary creatures. Sloths are generally solitary animals. They come together only for mating purposes. Sounds... Well, we won't even talk about that, all right? Uh, <laughs> maybe too much resemblance, right? Uh, to some of us in the room, like, where have you been all my life? And no. Okay, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> the word sloth is used interchangeably in the Old Testament um, with other words like sluggard, the lazy. Appears 14 times in the book of Proverbs, which says that the writer of Proverbs, Solomon, he's trying to to warn us not to be like a sloth, even though they've got cute smiles, but to, to not live a slothful, lazy lifestyle. And that's what we want to kind of think about together this weekend. So if you have your Bibles, uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 11 is kind of our main passage this weekend. We'll also put it up on the screens for you, or you can grab it on your smartphone, Bible app, whatever. And, and in, in Proverbs chapter 6, we kind of move 
from the sloth, a mammal, to the ant, an insect, and it's actually the ant who is going to give a lesson to the sloth or to the lazy, all right? So here's what it says, Proverbs chapter 6, beginning in verse 6, it says, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. (laughs) Learn from their ways and become wise. Remember, this is all about gaining wisdom, and the writer of Proverbs is saying there's some great wisdom to be learned from the ants. He says in verse 7, though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, verse 8, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. So what we learn about the ants is ants are dedicated, they're motivated, they're hard working. Nobody's shouting out commands, evidently. They just do what they know they need to do in order to provide for themselves. And to to especially like this time of the year, prepare for winter, right? They've got to have their food stored away. Sometimes you've gotten out of your car uh, in the driveway and like you see this holy mound of ants, right? And there's like a little Lay's potato chip, like just a fringe of it or something. And they're all gathered around and they're like, carrying the potato chip all together. Like, and the potato chip, it weighs may, way more than them. And yet ants, they'll, they'll work together. They are, they, they, are, they are motivated. They are pursuing their purpose in life. And they want to live. And so they work hard. They, they don't sleep. They don't slumber. They, don't, they, they, they give it everything that they've got. Why? Because they know their life depends on it. And ants, I've, I've learned that, I mean, even when a, when a small piece of chip won't go through a certain crack or where, to wherever it is that they're going, I mean, they will, they will find another way or they will, I mean, they'll bunch up and kind of like, hey guys, get it in there, you know, and they'll just push their way through. The, the ant lives with purpose, motivation, and perseverance. Unlike the sloth. All right, so, so, now, so now the Proverbs writer turns from giving an es- a lesson from the ant's life, and he turns his attention to the sloth life, the, the lazy bones here, he, he, he calls it. He says, but you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And we see the results here. He says, then, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. So the, the writer of Proverbs, he, he kind of calls the slothful living person out, calls them lazy bones, and he says, how much, how much more sleep do you need? Now, he's not saying that we don't need sleep or that it's wrong to sleep. Notice the words that keep popping up, extra sleep, more Slumber. Some of us in the room, we need some more slumber or some extra sleep because we're pushing far too hard and fast. It's why, it's why I mean, God's word says that one of his greatest gifts for us is rest. God himself, after he created all that is on the seventh day, he what? He rested. Now, it wasn't because he was lazy. It was because he was hard at work creating this entire world, but then he rested. So rest in and of of itself, sleep in and of itself 
is not a bad thing. Last night we were sitting in the service and Pastor Eric was sharing this message and, and Carter leaned over to me. Our son Carter, he just turned 17. He's been sick really for a couple of years now. And he, go, he looks over at me. He takes everything so literally, even though he's 17. He's like, Dad, he goes, I was really slothful today. I, I didn't really do much. I'm like, Carter, it's a whole different story for you. Your body, it deeply needs rest. Your brain needs rest. And all of us need some of that, but some of us are getting perhaps a little too much of it. And we're, we've sunken into kind of a lazy lifestyle, and it might not just be attached to our sleep habits, but it can, can bear out in a number of other ways. So where the ant lives with purpose and motivation and perspective the sloth, on the other hand, has no purpose, has no motivation, has no perseverance. Have you ever seen a picture of a sloth? I, it, it, it wasn't a good shot of it earlier. Have you ever seen their nails? I mean, they're too lazy to trim their nails. I mean, they have these daggers. Like, I mean, he might be super slow, but man, you don't want to get grazed with a sloth's fingernails, right? Uh, but the sloth lives without purpose. Uh, Dorothy Sayers puts it this way. She says, sloth is the sin which believes in nothing, cares for nothing, seeks to know nothing, interferes with nothing, enjoys nothing, hates nothing, finds purpose in nothing, lives for nothing, and only remains alive because there is nothing it would even die for. You know, the sad reality, there's a lot of people living today, but they're, they're not living with any deep sense of real purpose. I mean, is there, is there anything in our lives that we're living for so much that we would be willing to die for? And if not, perhaps we're not yet really living the life that God has for us. Theodore Roosevelt said that, that comparison is the thief of joy, which is, I mean, it's kind of a, a well-known phrase or, or proverb, but to kind of play off of that phrase, comparison is the thief of joy, what we would say this weekend as our bottom line truth from the book of Proverbs is that laziness is the thief of life. Laziness is the thief of life. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came that they might have life and have it to the full, to the max, abundant. But for many people today, they're being robbed of this life that God's called us to because of the sin of laziness. So Tim, Tim Keller in his uh, devotional on the book of Proverbs helps us here, and he picks out three marks of the lazy, ways that the lazy life is really robbing us of the real life that God has for us. And first he says, the lazy, well, they, the lazy don't face things. Look at this proverb, chapter 26, verse 13. It says, the lazy person claims there's a lion on the road. I'm sure there's a lion out there. Well, there's no lion. <laughs> the, the lazy person, in essence, what the proverb writer is saying, makes excuses to face the things that they know that they should be facing. Maybe it's the work that needs to be done, and the lazy make excuses to bypass 
the work, or maybe it's my school, or maybe it's the extra effort in the gym because you're on the football team right now, and it's like, and, but, but it's easy to avoid it, and, and we'll come up with all kinds of excuses. Well, I can't work out today. I mean, have you seen this hangnail? It's really bad. You know, I mean, like, well, and, and that's kind of being lighthearted, but all of us know, like, deep down inside, like, when we're, when we're just kind of putting something off that we need to face, Maybe it's, maybe it's not work, maybe it's not physical activity, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a hard conversation that we need to have with somebody. And, and in reality, we've gotten lazy about it because we, we keep putting it off, making excuses because we're not willing or ready to face what we know we need to face. Or, or for some of us, maybe, you know, we talked a little bit about it last weekend. Uh, maybe, maybe there's like a bad pattern in our life. Maybe there's an addiction in our life. Maybe there's something that's, that we've, we've been avoiding. We don't want to face it because it's just easier. And maybe we've gotten even lazy in our attitude towards our own sins, shortcomings, perhaps even addictions, and it's robbing us of life. See, it's no wonder that laziness is the thief of life because it robs us of facing things that are important or that could be weighing us down. And the slothful life, the the lazy life, will keep us from facing things. Secondly, uh, the lazy don't face things. The lazy also don't finish things. How many, like entrepreneurial spirit type people are there in the room. Anybody out there? I mean, I'm not saying this for me, not me. Uh, but, but for some, some people, you know, like you're very entrepreneurial, like you love to, to start things, try new things. But how many of us that, are, that, that love to start things um, struggle with finishing those same things, right? And, and, and the, uh, this proverb kind of points to this fact, Proverbs 12, 17, put it this way. It says, lazy people... Don't even cook the game that they catch, but the diligent make use of everything that they find. Now, I know it's hunting season, so like some of you guys, maybe some of you ladies, you know, you're like ready to be in the tree stand again, you know, and like, it, it, it's just like, it's like this peaceful place for you, and then the, the, the excitement and the adrenaline of the hunt, but imagine, imagine, you know, maybe getting that great deer, that great buck, whatever, but being too lazy to do anything with it, it would be a complete waste, right? Uh, you, you hunt not to kill, you hunt to, 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 to feed your family. And here the writer, he's kind of using this, this illustration and he says lazy people don't even cook the game that they maybe even kind of mustered up the energy to go hunt for. Or another way, Proverbs 19.24 says lazy people, they take food in their hand but they don't even lift it to their mouth. Have you seen some of these memes and some of these videos online? It's like the, the little, you know, 18-month-old uh, or 9-month-old, and they're sitting in their chair, their high chair, and mom's been trying to feed them, and they're like, they're just like falling asleep. Maybe they've even got a spoon in their hand. And then, Well, that's another thing. Babies do need a lot of sleep. But, but we don't need the same level of sleep. And sometimes the lazy, I mean... We won't even lift a hand. I mean, the remote, I mean, it's way over there. I don't know how I'm going to ever get to it, right? (laughs) 
Well, the, the lazy, the lazy don't face things, and oftentimes the lazy don't finish things. Don't finish what they've started. You know, we can get get really busy and start this project, then move on to this project, and move on to this project, but then. We've got now three projects that are kind of open and running and unfinished. And sometimes it's laziness that might be getting in the way. It's no wonder laziness is the thief of life because it prevents us from finishing things that will make a significant difference in our lives or perhaps in the lives of others. There's a third reason, and this one's kind of a, uh, a little bit of a curveball, because this one really doesn't make sense at first glance. The lazy don't experience soul rest. Now, you're like, wait, I thought that they sleep like 10 to 20 hours a day, and, you know, like my teenager, or, you know, or like me, or, you know, whatever it is. But what we're talking about here is not physical rest, it's soul kind of rest. In fact, Many people are living on the, on the exterior, would not, which would not be considered a slothful life. In fact, man, you are busy. You are going nonstop, right? I mean, the calendar is full all the time. You work hard. You work extra. You work overtime. Like, nobody would ever accuse you of being a sloth. But deep down internally, even though outwardly, physically, we're, we're so busy. Perhaps the motivation for all that busyness is because we're not comfortable in our own skin and, or, or we're not addressing issues of the heart that we've grown lazy in. And so our busyness can sometimes become kind of a, a veneer for what's lacking in our souls. And even though we look so busy deep inside, we are exhausted and tired. That's why Jesus gave that beautiful invitation, come to me, all of you who labor and are heavily burned down because of all the busyness, all the stuff that you're carrying, all the life things that you're carrying, but you're missing, you're missing out, not on physical rest maybe, but you're missing out on soul rest. And that's why Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. Like, quit working for self or selfishness or to be a busybody. Take take my workload upon you and you'll find rest for your soul. Some of us, uh, you know, we would quickly say, oh, I'm not, I'm not lazy. I'm not slothful. But yeah, not in the typical sense of the word, but we're lazy in other ways that are eating away at our souls and perhaps eating away at our relationships. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 19 says, a lazy, a lazy person's way is blocked with briars or thorns, but the path of the upright is an open highway. You know, sometimes we've grown lazy in some areas in our life that nobody would know about And that laziness has brought about briars and thorns in the path of our life. We've kind of created uh, for ourselves by our own internal soulful laziness or spiritual laziness some thorns and thistles that keep us from moving forward truly in the way that God's called us to move forward. Tim Keller says laziness is not just a, a temperament, he says, but a moral failing. Sloth, he says, is self-centered rather than loving. 
And sometimes we've let a spiritual laziness sleep, seep into our lives, and it's destroying us, and, and it's keeping us truly from moving forward. Uh, it's no wonder that laziness is the thief of life, because it can lead to a painful life of a soul restlessness. Proverbs 15, 19, we read it before. The first part says a lazy person's way is blocked with briars, but I love what the second part says. He, he, he contrasts the lazy with what he calls the upright, and, and it, it means the, the morally upright. And it doesn't mean perfection. It means uh, morally upright in the sense that, well, morally I know that I'm bankrupt before God and that I, I've failed God and I'm imperfect but it's my desire to seek Jesus and his forgiveness and his hope and his strength in my life that, that makes me morally upright. My uprightness comes from Jesus, not from, from myself. And he says the path of the upright is an open highway. It's, it's the people that seek Jesus, lean into Jesus, that he clears the pathway for. I love the way that, that Tim Keller puts it based on this, on this proverb, you know, the, 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 person, the lazy person's way is blocked with briars and thorns. I love what Keller says here. He says, he got the thorns, Jesus got the thorns so that we could have the highway. It doesn't mean a highway that's perfect or that's always flat and smooth and that doesn't have some winding roads and have some, man, some big mountains to make our way over. But the, but the thorns of ourself and the thorns of the consequences of our own sin can be removed because of what Jesus has done for us and we can live on the open road chasing after Jesus, letting him lead us guide us, bringing us into the life that he's created for. And how do we do that? It's the verse that Sonia read to us earlier. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. And I love it. The, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. You see, if, if, if uh, maybe you got started but didn't finish, when it comes to our faith, Jesus is the one that starts it in us, and he's also the one that will finish it in our lives. He's just asking us to not just sleep off our Christian life, but to engage, to lean in, to serve, to, to read, to pray, to have our lives changed by the author and the perfecter of our faith. In another way to put it, it's in him, it's in Jesus that we, we live and we move and we exist. So if, if we can let go of the slothful life, the lazy life, and quit letting that lazy life rob us of the real life that God has for us, well, then we'll, we'll be able to face the things that we need to rather than avoid them. We'll, we'll finish what we have started, and we can experience a deep soul rest. Now, our bottom line truth for this weekend is that laziness is the thief of life, and it's true. <laughs> but aren't you glad today that Jesus is the redeemer of life? Even when we've blown it, even when we've slept it off, or, or, or 
become lazy in our spiritual disciplines, Jesus is there and he's ready to redeem our lives, to, to take us back, to, to set us on the path. He took the thorns so that we could have the highway. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, so work willingly at whatever you do. And it's not just talking about work, it's whatever you do, whether you're a student, whether you're a business person, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a stay-at-home mom. Work willingly, he says, that whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people, because the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and the master that you are serving is Christ. That's why all of our work, all of our life, guys, it matters. It, it's worth it. So let's not, let's not live the lazy life. Let's take a lesson from the ant. Let's be motivated by Christ. Let's persevere through his strength. Let's finish what we've started. He's at work. Would you pray this prayer with me? Read what's in yellow. Heavenly Father, help us to keep this perspective as we go through our week. Our purpose and our work is for something and someone far bigger. You. May this drive us. May this change us. May we work hard in all things because of who we are working for. You are worthy and worth it. Amen. Amen. Hey, church, have a great rest of your week. Uh, we'll see you next Sunday.